You're listening to the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast, episode 32. We're talking about how to lead church communications when you're not in charge with Katie Allred. Let's go. Welcome to the Seminary of Hard Knocks, a podcast designed to help you master church communications and social media. These are practical solutions from the trenches that any church can use. Now let's join your host, Seth Muse, who won't rest until he cures insomnia. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast. Today, I have another recurring guest. I'm excited to have Katie Allred on the show. Katie is the social media director at Brentwood Baptist Church in Tennessee, and that would be in Brentwood, Tennessee. And she runs the Church Communications Facebook group, which now has over 8,000 people in in it. Uh, I'll put a link to that group if you want to join up. There's a lot of great discussion that go on in there. There's several other groups too, but that is a flagship group for sure of tons and tons of great insights. You'll meet lots of friends in there. It's really great. So look for that in the show notes, which by the way, you can find at sethmuse.com slash 32 for all the notes and all the links that we're going to mention. There's a couple of books we're going to talk about. There's a great hashtag you need to know about that uh, you can use later. And uh, we'll link to all Katie's stuff again so you can get in touch with her. So go to sethmuse.com slash 32 for all the show notes. Now, I also would love for you to go and check out one of those links on the show notes, and it's going to be a link to my Seminary of Hard Knocks Instagram page, as well as the Facebook page. I don't know if you knew we had a Facebook page. You can't get by today without one. So we're trying to build up the audience for the Facebook page. If you would like to know what's going on and get podcasts as soon as they get released there so you can share them around with people or send them off to that staff member that you're kind of crossways with and said, see, Seth said so. Here's what you should do. And here's why I'm right. You feel free to Follow that Facebook page at the Seminary of Hard Knocks, and I'll tell them off for you and give them three snaps. So go and check out the Instagram, the Seminary of Hard Knocks. Go and check out the Facebook page and get those show notes at sethmuse.com slash 32. Today, we're talking about how we can lead up. Basically, when you're in a church communications role, a lot of times you are not in charge. Now, Some of you might be in a role where you are in charge of a lot of church communications, but some of you may not be. And even if you are the church communications pastor or director, you still answer to other people on staff, more than likely a pastor, executive pastor, uh, or whatever. And some of those people may or may not really understand what it is that we do and why it's important that we do it. So there's going to be some element no matter what level you're at or what size church you're at, that is going to have, you're going to have to, um, to learn how to lead up and instruct and teach. And so Katie's been doing that for a long time. Uh, she has a great boss that, and Daryl Girardier that knows what, knows what's up, but still there's people on staff that they together, they work hard to lead them to do great things. She tells a cool story about one of her campus pastors that is embracing Facebook live and just really doing well with it. So there's a lot of great things you can lead your staff and other lay leaders to do with social media that can really improve their ability to reach into the community to which they're called. And that's the goal, isn't it? Connecting the community with the message of the church, which is the gospel of of Jesus. So that's a big deal. And moving more and more forward into the future, it's going to be an even bigger deal that churches get on board with some of the Facebook Live and some of the other options for social media. So we're going to talk about those things, give some practical examples of how to do it. I apologize for the, for some of the audio. It's kind of distorted. It was a, it was a 
crazy day that even halfway through, uh, she had to stop and was interrupted and was like, Oh, hang on. And then I had to cut that part out. So you won't hear that, but just kind of the day it was. So just bear with us. It's great content. I'd love for you to listen through the whole thing. So without further talking and a noise from me, here is a conversation I had with Katie already about some really cool stuff. Let's do it. Welcome back, everybody, to the podcast. I'm glad to have a returning guest, Katie Allred, on the show. Katie, welcome back. Oh, hi, Seth. <laughs> so, so how is your day <laughs> going? Listeners. Um, you know, it's going pretty well. Uh, I was just, you know, um, just been busy, a lot of meetings. So, yeah, yeah, you've been in a lot, a lot today. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, kind of. It's just been one thing after another, and you know podcast yeah. <laughs> so yeah i'm yeah. on another one tomorrow so oh that's awesome Where, who are you going on tomorrow uh carl barnhills okay awesome well today yeah. uh you and i had touched base a while back about a certain subject that i have not really heard a lot about so I, i'm excited to talk to you about it and it is the idea of how do communication directors lead their bosses who might not know much about what we do to understand, appreciate, and maybe even give us some, some rain on how our churches communicate digitally in Mm -hmm. the, in the social media and web space. So uh, I know that you have a a pretty great boss that knows, knows what's up there that you directly report to in Daryl. Right. Yep. But tell us a little bit more about the staff structure at Brentwood and just kind of how it works there in, in general. Yeah, uh, our structure is probably a little bit different than, than some even for, for communication. So uh, we we have our senior pastor. He actually is not over anyone. Um, I mean, I guess besides his administrative assistant. He is his own thing. He does the vision for the church. He preaches and teaches, and that is his job. Like, he is not over anyone. Uh, of course, like, if he wanted me to do something, of course I'm going to go do it. But uh, he's not like my supervisor, supervisor, supervisor or something like that's not how this works. Yeah, that's a very common, Um, common structure is that you have one boss, but you really have like four bosses. Yeah, I mean, we do have that. We do technically have a like we have super and I'll explain that in a second. But um, but it's nice that he he isn't tasked with like worrying about the finances of the church or anything like that. So that's a little different. Um, and then we have two. We have well, we have an executive pastor and an associate executive pastor. Um, and our team is under um, our associate executive pastor. And so, um, although we do a lot of stuff for our executive pastor as well, so we're kind of under those, we're under the executive pastor office. Um, and then we go, um, to Steve, who is our, um, our communications minister. And then after that, we go, um, down to Daryl, who's our creative director. And there's me. A lot of people, I think, think like I'm at the top of the chain or something. Like, I think a lot of people like, think, ah, oh, she must be like, you know, really killing it or something. Like she must call all the shots. She must know everything about making a communication system. She and, gets to do whatever like, she wants. A strategy and a plan. And I'm like, I don't really like, I don't like oversee the major message calendar here. I don't oversee like, 
sermon series like direction i mean i can i can maybe speak into all those things uh i don't i definitely don't think like they would hate me saying something about them but uh it's definitely not my job so yeah i only have one job and that is uh, the internet nice my job description is the internet yeah i think a lot of people are like is there more yeah and i'm like I mean, I'm like on the bicycle pedaling the internet. If I get off of it, the internet goes down, so everybody gets mad at me. Uh, I'm not like IT, though. I think a lot of people think, oh, that means you also know how to fix my computer. And I'm like, no, if you need like help with your email, that's not me. Like, you need to call our IT department. Um, <laughs> I think they get so confused. They're like, well, what's the difference? I'm like, well, there's a big difference between email marketing and your actual email. Like, I don't do those things. I used to. I used to be in IT. So I, I can understand a lot of things, but I'm like, that is not my job. And I like wash my hands of it and walk away. Yeah. Wow. Or, so, like, sneak out. so if you do, like, you come up with some new thing, you're like on social media or in an area that you you oversee or you, you handle. What's, yeah. the, what's the process? I mean, do you just like go, you know what, uh, I'm going to try this. Or do you have to like run that by somebody or it, mm-hmm. is that a team effort? How does that kind of work? How does that work? Well, you know, so for the most part, I can make my own decisions and, and a lot of people don't even like question. Uh, but I actually did just have this happen to me like yesterday. <laughs> where They were like, why are you posting this? Um, it wasn't anything bad so don't let your mind go to the gutter it was you know I I do a lot of questions I do a lot of asking questions on social media I do that because it's engaging and it gets people to comment um, or like the like the status and I actually decided this week to flood all of our social media channels with questions like three questions a day oh man so it was a little much. I completely understand that. But I wanted to know when was the best time to post uh, and what kind of questions work the best. And you know what? Sometimes you have to, like, break what the mold of what you're doing, especially in a low time. Like, this is not a super popular time of, of church work, you know. Right. The week after Mother's Day is kind of yeah. uh, and may uh, And May is, like, the slowdown. Everybody's winding down. Yeah. And they're busy with school and graduation and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Well, and we don't even have, like, I know a lot of churches do, like, are, are part of graduation stuff. We, we don't really do that. I mean, we have, like, a senior recognition thing, but that's it. And we have vacation Bible school coming up, but mm-hmm. that's in the middle of June. So, I mean, we're doing some ramping up for vacation Bible school, and, and I understand we have, like, a church plant possibly in the works. So, you know, I got some stuff that I could maybe work with that. A lot of times, I'm con- anyway, but that's, okay, I was going on another thing. But anyway, there's a lot <laughs> of stuff I could do there. But, um... But this week, I thought, well, you know what? This is a good time to try something new. So I actually got a subscription to Post Planner. Um, they actually, I think, gave it to us for like 50% off, which was kind of nice. Um, okay. I think we paid like $100 or $115 for the Google plan or something, which gives you maybe like 25 social media profiles to get up to and five team members. And they also give you content. It's already pre-written, so which is really cool. Like, so they had tons and tons of questions. So I was like, "Let's try this. Let's just see if it's gonna work." So I started. Uh, I so I, I I set it up. Kind of, it's hard to set up. I'm not gonna lie. Post planner is not the like the most intuitive product I've ever used. Um, 
But I set it up and I, I put some questions in there. You can recycle content on there too, so that's kind of nice. Okay. Um, so, so, did, so did somebody what? did somebody like recommend that come in and go like, hey, that's too much. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, a couple of pastors were like, "That you're? Why are you asking what their favorite restaurant is?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? What my response to that was was okay. Church is a family. If the church isn't a family, then what is it? And what do you talk about with your family besides? What did you do this past weekend? What are you going to do this upcoming weekend? What's your favorite park? What mm-hmm. restaurants do you like? Are you eating hamburger helper tonight? No, I'm just kidding. I'm not asking that. <laughs> but, you know, those kind of questions, yeah. I think they're simple and easy and they're fun for people to answer because they want to share. You know, that's the thing. Like, people like are yeah. built to like share stuff about their lives. Like, Absolutely. they want to. Um, of course, if you can get people more involved, like tag the person you're most thankful for or whatever, that that's better. Cause I mean, that shares even more, I think so. But, um, the questions are just easy ways to prompt your audience to get involved. And because you do stuff like that, because you're getting people to comment or like to get used to commenting on your post when something more important happens, they're more likely to share, yeah. um, on that. You know, or, the, or and it's also going to be higher in the algorithm because Facebook sees that you're creating this engaging content. So the boring content, or like what I like to call boring content, which is like promotional content, right? The stuff, um, that, stuff that yeah. you have to share. Like you know, like the, you got VBS coming up. It's not the most exciting thing maybe to share on social media, mm-hmm. but um, although it is fun, there's definitely a lot of fun ways you can share VBS. Yeah, but there's in, not in a lot of. But there's not a lot of ways to engage with it, right? There's not a lot of ways to engage with that kind of post. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of hard to be like, are you excited about vacation Bible school? Like, or do you remember, like, you can kind of engage with it a little bit, though, because you can put, like, uh, like, what's your earliest memory of vacation Bible school? Yeah. Um, Share a picture from vacation Bible school in the past. You know, there's definitely some ways you can turn boring content into exciting content. But you, first off, you need time to do that, and you need to know about it way in advance. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times, I, that's what I get caught in the middle of is, well, and they'll say, oh, but you did know you have this major message calendar. I'm like, which is true. Like, we, we plan things out like a year in advance. But um, I'm never, like, in the meetings for the planning of them a lot of times. So I feel like I'm kind of, like, left out of the loop a little bit. So mm-hmm. probably sticking my foot, my, my foot in my mouth or something <laughs> about that. Well, I, I, um, I think a lot of us can. It's probably my fault, definitely, yeah. that I should be thinking of things ahead of time. But well, I think a lot of us can identify with that though, that, you know, part of the struggle to get our, our bosses or management or whatever to understand and appreciate that, or maybe invite us to those meetings is seeing, yeah. well, how does that affect what you do for your job? Right. You know, and that's well, part you, of the, you can just post the same link 40 times and that'll be good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if, if you so, share the same message at least six times in the next week, we'll be covered. Like that's all I want for social media. I'm like, that's not going to work. Like yeah. 40 people are going to see that. <laughs> well, you guys, you guys actually, you and Daryl, I saw put out a video in, in our group in the church communications group about your lunch and learn. And it's a way yeah. for you guys to educate your staff on what it is you do and why it's important, et cetera. So tell us about that. How did that come about and how did you approach your pastor for doing that? Yeah. So oddly enough, they approached us to do it. Um, good. So, yeah. So that's actually a thing that's really cool about our culture is we, 
we do have lunch and learns every month. Um, and they range in topics from different, um, ministries. A lot of times it's internal. Sometimes they bring out, uh, somebody like we had Kelly mentor last last month, which was really neat. She's a, an amazing Bible teacher and singer and speaker. And, uh, we've had Eric, uh, Geiger in the past. And so we've had some, you know, some, some just teachers that come out and talk about church culture or whatever, um, or just, you know, encouragement, but we also do these really like deep dives into like how you can do things. Um, Mm -hmm. we've even had Chick-fil-A come out and talk about how to be more hospitable, which was really yeah, yeah. I highly recommend that. If you have a Chick-fil-A in your area, contact them and see if the manager won't come out and talk to you about hospitality. Um, okay. Because, yeah, that was something that I think just really encouraged our church staff to think more about being hospitable this, um, and how we can be more pleasant, you know, as people in yeah. general. So any Chick-fil-A would be able to either come out themselves or connect you with someone that could come out and do Probably, that? Probably. I would they, imagine. Do they, so. do they charge for that sort of thing? I have no idea. I, I mean, I wasn't I in charge of putting it on, but uh, we did eat Chick-fil-A. So I know that was, you know, yeah, we had to pay for that. Right. So, but, but I'm just saying, but who's not willing to pay for that? Right. I mean, that's I amazing. I don't, I don't know a person who isn't, I think maybe he did speak for free, but I had no idea. Like maybe cause we bought so much Chick-fil-A. Maybe so. <laughs> I, I have no idea. Uh, but it was interesting. We actually enacted this thing called the Chick-fil-A award. We, it's so funny. The certificate says we didn't invent Chick-fil-A. We just invented this award. Uh, <laughs> That's amazing. I and it. it's like, you get a free Chick-fil-A milkshake, but it goes to the person that we've seen. It's being like the most, um, hospitable or something like that. It's really neat because they actually encouraged us to speak, and actually, they did give me a Chick Fil A gift card after we spoke, which was cool. Nice. <laughs> like, yes. So they encouraged. You know, it's like a, it's a mutual thing. Like I, I, I mean, I was so nervous. I'm like a super nervous person by like habit. I don't think a lot of people know that about me. It's so funny. Like I have this group of eight thousand people who probably think I'm like, and I am extroverted. Like definitely, that is my yeah. Myers Briggs or whatever. But um. But speaking in front of a large crowd is still like, ah, you know, it's like too it's a, much. So It's a different animal for sure. Yeah. Like there's, ah, I mean, you're like, you, you speak, you teach things yeah. to people. I love You've it. You've done that in the past. It's crazy. I mean, yeah. I'm an introvert, but I love being on stage and teaching. Yeah. It's like one of my See, favorite things. I was in like the sound music when I was a kid and I've been to several plays. Uh and then I did some speaking and I did a lot of speaking in high school, but I felt like in college, God just really took that away from me and was like, this is not for you right now. Yeah. Well, he did that to um, me. He did that same thing for me with basketball. I was great at basketball and then went to college and was like, man, I'm not very good at basketball. Right. <laughs> I was like, this is not for know. me. Yeah. I, I, you know, I think he was just like, this is not your season for this right now. So, right. Uh, but I think obviously I'm speaking at that church conference. <laughs> yeah. Use code Katie to get a discount. <laughs> uh, For sure. But but uh this this fall and so I'm really interested to see how it's gonna go for me. Um <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out what I'm gonna talk about, which is terrible. Um but where are we going? Oh yeah, with the with the lunch and learn things. Yeah, they're just really neat opportunities for our staff to train our staff on things that they might not know about our jobs and how they can help us do our jobs better and how they too can do their job better by doing 
things that are related to our job. I think, you know, a lot of times they thought, I did this last part of the of the lunch and learn. Y'all can actually go into church communications group and find the lunch and learn. It's pretty yeah, easy to it's find. The, it's if in you the can't files, find right? it, tag me. It's in videos. In videos. In videos. Okay. Um, but or message me on Facebook. I'll send it to you. But uh, what was I saying about it? Oh, at the end of it, we talked about this thing called a digital mission trip, or we we call it mission journeys here. So. Basically, a digital mission trip is like ask your entire staff to change your profile picture to some event information. Yeah. Or ask your entire staff to post this photo to their Instagram or Facebook or whatever. Um, and before I did, like, I actually read that in a book called Push. It's a really great, is it Push or Pull? <laughs> I can't remember the church, though. It's like how to make your church magnetic. Maybe it's called pull then. Um, Maybe so. I mean, yeah, that makes more sense. Pull, search magnetic. one of those on Amazon. It. It's a great book. Um, I'll find it. Put it in the show notes. About how to be uh, how to be a digital missionary. How to go on a digital mission trip. And he talked about. He said. Um, he said it like yeah. Just get your whole staff to change their profile picture. Or get them to all ch- like or send them like. Get your entire actual congregation to do it. Like, get everyone to change. Like, ask them from the pulpit to go to this place and do this thing, like, online. Like, go and share our most recent post. Now, asking a senior pastor to do that kind of stuff is hard. I mean, like, because they hardly want to do anything from the pulpit but preach. Uh, and I yeah. understand that because it's like a sacred time. Uh, well, but and, doing and, this and is they're kind also, of an evangelism strategy. And they're also getting pushed and pulled use that little phrase from from everywhere to do that. And so it's like, why do I care if anybody changes their profile pic? That's so low. But the thing is though, if everybody like, okay, so we got 2000 people that sit in each service and we have like three services that maybe have that many in them or something. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have four services altogether, but we probably have around 4,000 to 6,000 people here, maybe on a Sunday morning. If we got everybody to do that. Okay. Let's just say we got 2000 out of those 6,000 to actually do that. Um, that reach, if say everybody has 500 friends, okay, that reach is like 500 times 2,000. You know, so that's right. like 100,000 people that perhaps, I mean, that would be some double, double-edge along the way, you know, yeah. where some double-edge. people are mutual friends. You know what I'm saying, trying to say. Yeah, here. T-shirt. Some, some people who are mutual and they'll be confusing for math, but. Hashtag double Yes. <laughs> but in general, I make up words as I go. But it will be like, you know, it will be such a huge reach. And so, like, think about all those people you're affecting and causing such a, like, a cool, like, uh, I mean, it's almost like going viral, but you're, you just caused it yourself. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, a, like they will listen to you. Like, that's the thing. Like, the senior pastor has the reach to be able to do that. So, if you're a senior pastor and you want to reach a lot of people to come to, like, some outreach event that you're doing like vacation Bible school or, um, yeah. Other things you can use Easter, like action sprout, Easter, Easter yeah. Christmas, right. So All many applications. Major events. Yeah. But you can't overuse it too, because uh, I mean, yeah, don't go crazy. you, you don't you want to do that for everything because that can become spammy. But yes. if you're going to do it like your big events and big things coming up once a quarter, that's a great way to, to get yeah. that, that word out. So yeah. when you're, you're, let's pretend for a second though, you're in a small church, about 150 you're the, or 200, you're the communications person. And you've got a pastor who is like, 
might have a Twitter account, doesn't really understand this world, you know, but you want to educate your staff. You want to get people on board with what it is that you do, even if you're a volunteer or part-time and show them the power of social and web and digital strategies to be implemented in. So how would you go about approaching that pastor and what would be your first step? Like, here's what I want to do first. Yeah, you know, to get them on board, I almost always use the sto- the parable that Jesus said of leaving the 99 to find the one. Mm-hmm. Because I think a lot of times so many pastors are like, I am so bogged down with all this other technology. Like I have to answer my email and my Facebook messages and you want me to post to Facebook. I don't understand. Like he was like, a lot of times they'll, they'll be very like, I don't have time for that. But then I have to remind them, it's not just like you speaking to your congregation more. It is you speaking to, it's not just you. It's like, I don't know, it's an evangelism strategy. Like it's how you get your message to to so many more people than you even could reach on a Sunday morning. Yeah. Um, and so that's generally how I like try to phase it. And then, you know, because I'm trying my hardest to get all of our pastors um, to do Facebook Live. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, you know, Facebook live first off in the algorithm, it gets pushed up higher for some reason, I guess, cause Facebook wants you to do that. Right. And so I tried really hard to encourage them, like, just go on there and speak for a couple minutes. You don't have to like come up with some huge like strategy or plan another sermon. I want you just to say, here's a couple points of the sermon and that I'm already planning and come here the rest of it this Sunday. Like I want you to give like some teaser content or maybe just tell them about something that's going on in your personal life. Uh, I mean, I, I think people love when our pastor, Mike Glenn, I, I think they love it when he's authentic with them. Yeah. Uh, he, he, he did a video when he was outside the nursing home, uh, uh, the nursing, yeah, nursing home facility of his mom, just talking about how hard it is to watch her. Um, she has Alzheimer's mm-hmm. and, I, you know, just, just how hard it is to deal with, you know, being a parent to your parent and having to, you know, deal with that situation. And it was so authentic because it was him in his car and he was just, you know, he was just speaking to, you know, to us. And it was just, I mean, that, that one just went almost viral for us because it was just so, it was just so nice to seeing being a human, you know? Yeah. Um, there's not a lot of times when people don't see him in a suit and tie on a Sunday morning. Right. I think there's a lot to that with pastors that, especially an older pastor. I mean, the model of, of, you know, as they say, the average pastor is 52, 54 years old right now. And, yeah. and that's 10 years older than it was 10 years ago, which is interesting mm-hmm. as well. But that 52 year old pastor grew up in and, and cut his teeth in ministry on a presentation kind of based preaching and ministry. And and it's like you present this best version of the Bible, best version of you on Sundays. And that's like what all week long you're ready for, you're preparing for. And so I've even heard some pastors, you know, say, I don't want people to know too much about me. Like it would shatter that, it would shatter that image that they have of me and then feel let down or feel like they can Mm -hmm. sin or whatever, you know, whatever it is. And I'm like, this generation is so opposite of that now it's like that vulnerability Mm -hmm. it reveals 
a real person there. It's yeah. like it's the uh, it's it's Anakin Skywalker. That is what millennials want. You know, for sure. it, it's Anakin Skywalker and not just Darth yeah. Vader. Not that pastors are Darth Vader, but you know, like right. you know what I'm saying. Like there's a human being under there that has right. feelings and emotions that I can relate to, and, right. and that's that's a huge and, and important part. And I think when pastors yeah. are thinking about Facebook Live, it's very terrifying because what if I say something wrong? What if I say something right. offensive? What if somebody gives me negative feedback? And this is just, you know, and Mike, it's so, it's, it's funny. He actually stopped. He, um, he one time stopped. He like messed up the words he was going to say. He was like, cut. He's like, can we just start over? I was like, no, you're live. Mike. <laughs> he started laughing. He was like, well, that's awesome. He just kept going. And that video actually ended up getting like a ton of views because of him. Like, <laughs> in the middle of it. And I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's so much more, I don't know. It's so much more fun for people to get to see a little bit of him that we see on a daily basis. I mean, you know, to us, he's not untouchable. He's, you know, just he's, he's Mike and we, you know, we love yep. him for who he is. Um, I think a lot of people, exactly what you're saying, they, they see this polished best version of him every Sunday morning. And so it's nice to throughout the week show them a little bit of him on a normal daily basis, you yeah. know, that they can't access Absolutely. automatically or whatever. And I think most so, staff most staff would say, man, especially if you're in a good situation, you have a good pastor and it's a good setup there and you guys know each other. You're, yeah. I think most staff would say, man, I wish people could see what I see every day in this pastor by coming right. here on Sunday mornings, but they can't. They cannot right. see that because there's a job to do. We're preaching the word. It's important. And right. so, because, I mean, you have to do that. There's there's like elements of right. that that you can't let go of. And so it keeps you from being super vulnerable and authentic unless that's just who you are. But this Facebook Live right. or other posts during the week are a way to really connect on a human level with your audience that just, it's not, it's so funny that that's the way you can connect on a human level is through digital means. <laughs> you know, it's a great yeah, way to do it's that. It's totally possible. It's totally you're, you're a mega church and you have so many people, so many congregants. I mean, like this is like the best way to do it. Yeah. Um, and even for a small church, I mean, you reach your yeah. people all week long instead of having to plan meetings and scheduled lunches and you can do all that. And that's great. And you should do that. But still, it's a way to reach more during the week where right. they are, where they're already at. You know, I, right. I, lo- I think that's incredible. Or you don't have time to address something on Sunday morning. Like all these ministries are pulling you back and forth about addressing something from the pulpit. Well, just make a Facebook live video about it. Yeah. And you're done. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so, I mean, a lot of times with pastors, I think it is, you know, they just don't know what to do there. And I think as another one way we can train is just provide some examples like we're doing right now. Do a Facebook Live video of this or do a quick video shoot where you're out at this, you know, if you're doing a building campaign, be outside in the construction with a hard hat on and talk about it. You know, simple, Mm -hmm. low hanging fruit, easy stuff. And I think that's where people like you and I can come alongside the pastor and be like, here's what we can do. This is a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know. Three always good ideas for us have been sermon teasers, um, just reading scripture in general, mm-hmm. um, or uh, doing guided prayer. Um, guided prayer, actually, we did a guided prayer for the nation or whatever, I think a day before um, inauguration, and it was one of our most watched videos. Um, and it's just Mike doing a guided prayer time. He does guided prayer times all the time during church, so uh, it wasn't nothing new for him to figure out. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of people, you know, they don't know how to pray or, uh, they don't know how to pray for a situation. 
and but they want to or that you know they just don't have the best prayer life and so modeling prayer i know it's so weird to pray on facebook uh i've done it a couple times to be a facebook live myself yeah. and it just feels so awkward but at the same time like people need to see you doing that because they may not know how to do it themselves not because you're a pharisee on a street corner right saying look at me and how great and Humble I am, yeah. but more like because as I, as I broadcast my prayers to thousands of people, yeah, right. <laughs> it's more like uh, so this, humble. I know it's, I know it's like a fine balance, uh, yeah. but it's definitely uh, doing it in humility, you know, and also uh, you know speaking to the Lord in, in, in a more you know humble and gracious way than yeah. And I think if you just you look know, at just, it as like I'm praying with my friends on Facebook right now, right. I mean, yeah. it's, it's f- totally understandable why that's a good thing to me. Right. So like we can play right now on Skype. What's the difference? I mean, you know, right. I think the, the Lord hears us and answers us. However, um, you know, it's, it is just a, it's definitely just a fine balance, but at the same time, like, I think it's so important that we, we, we do it because I definitely believe, and I've said this before that the next, the next, uh, great awakening, the next revival, will happen because of the internet. Uh, it's going to happen because we, yeah. we were here in a part of the internet. And, uh, and so I don't want to miss it. Um, and so how do we stay on the forefront of it? And then also how do we start it? You know? Uh, yes. and I think those sort of things do doing Facebook, lot, praying on the internet, um, preaching on the internet, all those things are, are good. Uh, we just have to do them in an authentic way. Um, yeah. that just changes, changes the game a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I think also with, uh, approaching, you know, your staff to say, here's, here's, I want to train you. I want to show you what we do. I think a lot of pastors who, if, if you have a pastor that's not on social media, you know, yeah. I think a big thing they need to understand is what that looks like when people come to your church and they search you, your website, they search you digitally, and then they Mm -hmm. find that you are either not on there or you are not active on there at all in in any of those Mm -hmm. spaces like Twitter or Facebook, anything. To me, that communicates, I don't really understand the world we live in. And when I stand up on the pulpit and I say, hey guys, here's what's going on in the world, honestly, if you're not involved in social media in some way, it, and then this is a very unfair assessment, but this is what happens. It's that you, you have really no platform. Like how, what do you know about it? You're not even on social media. And that's a very unfair thing to say, but people make that assumption. If they know you're not active on social media, it's like, how do you have a leg to stand on when you're not part of the culture in the way the culture is moving right now to to Mm -hmm. speak on the culture? It's like it, yeah. it continues to encourage this idea that the church is disconnected and unaware of the culture more and more as we already mm-hmm. f- are seen. And I think that's a huge issue. And, you know, I'm trying to get pastors at my church to, you know, invest in social media as well. And I think it's it's a huge uh, statement to not be on social yeah. media that we may not realize yeah, we're making. It's definitely hard. It's definitely hard to like get people to understand why, and then also to actually do it. <laughs> so. Right, right, and and that's the hard part. It's like I don't know what I want to post. I don't care if anybody knows about what I ate today. You know that kind of stuff that you hear all the time. And right. it's like, well, 
there's a lot more you could do. And so I think that's where we step up and go, okay, here's some ideas. Just do this two mm-hmm. days a week, you know, whatever post on Wednesdays, post on Sundays when you're already here thinking about it. So, um, mm-hmm. I think that's, that's some way we can come alongside and, and make it easy. So let's look to the future, mm-hmm. uh, the social media horizon of the church. What are, what are, uh, what are some things coming? We already talked about how video could be a big part of the revival or, or social media or internet could be part of the revival. What, what do you see coming in the next year that you think churches should watch out for, whether it's good or bad? <laughs> hmm. Speak, you know, speak some prophecy. Oh, speak some prophecy into our <laughs> lives. Uh, I, I definitely think video is, is, is important across the board on any channel. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I think that Instagram I'm going to have to start paying more attention to. I, I mean, we pay attention to it now, but I think I'm going to have to figure out yeah. ways to get engagement more on. I mean, we get plenty of likes and we get some comments, but... How do I really reach people and how do I get them to talk back to us or whatever on, on Instagram I think would be important. How do we get more saves or whatever? There's there's that feature now. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of interested to see what I should be doing there. Uh, Instagram stories, that kind of stuff. Um, a great church to look at for Instagram stories and for Instagram content in general is um, Hope City or City Hope Live, yeah, City Hope Live in Mobile, Alabama. They, it's actually a church I went to a couple times when I lived in Mobile, and they're just doing an, an amazing job. It's actually a friend of mine who runs the account down there, and I just messaged her, and I was like, you were doing an awesome job. She had no idea we were in the same, like, we were doing the same thing, which <laughs> <laughs> uh, was kind of funny. She was like, wait, what? You have, like, a group of people who do this? <laughs> like, there, are people, there are other people who do this, too? Yeah, yeah. Let me introduce you to 8,000 people real quick. Let me introduce you to my friends. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, it's been – it's interesting. Anyway, so she has uh, – she's been doing a great job just knocking it out of the park. So if you want to watch a really great account, uh, I definitely recommend that one. Um, yeah, I think, you know, story content in general is something we're going to have to watch out for and figure out how to do better because it, it, com- it, it comes and it disappears. You know, so that yeah. it doesn't regurgitate itself, which sounds disgusting on Facebook. You know how right. Facebook, like if you have a piece of content from four years ago, if somebody finds it and shares it again, it could go viral again. Yeah. Um, which is great for your church because then you get more likes and you get more seen and exposure is good and possibly the gospel goes forth and those kind of things. But with story content, you're, it's definitely, we have left the information age and entered the experience age in that. Um, for sure. It's just here today and gone tomorrow, you know? So if you missed uh, it, you missed it. It's, it's yeah. about, and, and you got to catch the next one, which is interesting because that's exactly the opposite of what's happened with TV. You know, TV is like right. basically based on that principle. And everybody's like, yeah, I don't care. I'm not going to watch TV. I'll DVR it or. Right. Know. And and now YouTube is getting involved in TV and yeah. and Hulu is getting involved. That's interesting TV. though. It is the opposite with TV. Cause yeah, you DVR stuff or you're like, I just want to watch this. Like, can I just like watch it from the cloud or something? I don't know. Yeah. I think the, so. dif- I think the difference is with entertainment. It's like we want it on demand, but with people, we want that in the moment experience. So when you interact on Facebook, it feels like people still. And on like Hulu, it's, that's a show somebody made. It's always, it'll always be there. I can go catch it whenever. 
I think you just prophesied. So I think we should just be inspired by you now. So you put that in an Instagram post, tweet it. Yeah. Yeah. Tweet that moment. Post about it. <laughs> tweet that moment. And then you'll never be able to find it again as it goes yes. down the river of Twitter. Right. Put it in a story <laughs> where people will never see it again. Yeah. I agree with you. I think Instagram is, the, is honestly the next big thing. Um, it's just, I love it. I've blogged about it. I love the app. It, does so many different things and so many versatile things. It's like the pivot point for all social media to me. It, but it's like literally not that versatile. Like you said, like it's so versatile, but I'm like, but really it's like the opposite of Facebook. Facebook has added like six tabs at the bottom and it's so versatile. You That's can true. You your politician on there. You can like literally do anything you want to do now on Facebook. That's like true. The other day I was thinking, I was like, my friends like messaged me and they left this one friend out of the iMessage because they had an Android phone. Um, so they yep. just messaged them separately. And I was like, why didn't we just message everybody on Facebook? Because then we would all have it. It would all be in the same chat. Like, yeah. And they, it's not like everybody doesn't have a messenger app on their phone. Cause they do at this point. They so. have, you have to, you have to right now. And, and I agree. I think uh, Facebook is trying to basically be the internet. They want to be the internet. Yeah. That, that you go to Facebook and you never leave it. I think Google wanted to be the internet. And Gosh. I mean, they still, I mean, still have a monopoly on what they do, of course. For sure. But I don't have Google open all day long like I do Facebook. Exactly. So. Exactly. Well, any parting shots of wisdom for us, Katie? I know you got lots. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Put you right on the spot. All right. Say uh, something great. Join our Facebook group. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There it is. Well, tell everybody again how they can get in touch with you and connect other than the Facebook group. We're obviously going to link in the show notes. Sure. The Facebook group is Church Communications. There's lots of other imitators, but only one original. <laughs> um, and then... Shots fired. Uh, <laughs> uh, my name on everything is Katie J. Allred, except for my website. It's katieallred.com. If you Google me, you can find it. Uh, you can also find a KDR who's a policewoman and a zombie series, but I'm not a, either one of those things. <laughs> that's fu- that's hilarious. A police, a policewoman and a zombie series. Wow. The other Seth- yeah, it's the KDR zombie series. You can buy it on Amazon. The the Seth Muse that ranks highest in Google is a lawyer in Florida. For oh, me, man, you got to beat that guy. Yeah, he has so much money in his AdWords and stuff. There's no way to beat that guy. I want to contact him someday. Go, hey man. Organic content. Write Seth Muse over and Take over and over again on your website. Yes, I could do so that. Just number one. Spam Google. That's what I do. <laughs> I just keep writing Katie Allred over and over again. I'm like, who needs that zombie series? Not me. <laughs> well, Katie, as always, it's a pleasure. Lots of fun and a lot of great stuff to talk about. So thanks for coming on the show today. I appreciate it. Yeah, good to you too. All right, guys. Well, we'll be back in a week or two, whenever. Just look for it, subscribe on iTunes to the Seminary of Hard Knocks, and you will get these right to your phone. So thanks for listening. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.